Welcome, everybody. Welcome. Ooh. Hey, Brandon. Ooh. <laughs> Brandon Brandon, loves, Brandon's clipping ooh. right off the bat. No, Brandon has ooh, to clip the audio ooh. as soon as we start recording. Ooh. Need to just make sure just to destroy it one second into the just, podcast. Ooh. Just saw the focus right glowing red. I see the focus right mixer <laughs> pissed off at me. Anyway, welcome to another episode of Yeah, But Still. We have, uh, back. We have a back packed in the room studio. Today. And uh, it's it's been duo episodes for a minute, but we're back we're back with the with the guests. We have uh, a few guests here. We have returning to the podcast Brian Robert Jones, new e- to the e- podcast Chris Bayo. Hello, and returning to the podcast Ezra Koenig. What um, up, Vampire Weekend? It's the band. it's the band Vampire Weekends here. Vampire Weekend, quite a bit of it. Yeah, Ezra, have you ever had this many guests? I don't think so. Nope. You ever Maybe had, fi- you ever had yeah. five guys? Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. On the oh, pods, this, this is a good five, joke. This is bring, yeah, we're five Ezra's guys. Ezra's bringing the jokes already. Yeah, that's the the I'll best. Think, I'll been, actually turn into a real joke. I got to think more. I mean, about I have it. seen <laughs> something about five. I've seen people post a receipt where it's five guys and the order is the their order number is sixty nine, <laughs> so it looks and like yeah. five guys sixty nine, which isn't possible. N- you need four. It's four guys. There's some serious math that you have to figure yeah. out for that. You can't have you can't sixty nine with five five guys. Yes, you can. This well, is like it a, would be more of like a circle is, vibe. All right, we're well. Today on the podcast, we're going to find out. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to another you, episode of Yeah, but still, <laughs> stay tuned to find out. Welcome cool. back, everybody. Uh, yeah. uh, Ezra, it's been pretty much a year since you were our first guest, if not the first guest. He I was think. the first guest. Oh, the I was literally guest. the first guest. Yeah, yeah. right. Because you guys had a few pods with no. We guests. were deep rookies. We recorded for like four hours. Right. We were just. I mean, that was back in the day when we didn't know the difference between podcasting and analog podcasting. We were doing a lot of analog podcasting. Well, what there, is analog podcast? That's when you talk to a person. Oh, just like IRL, but just like yeah, having a conversation. conversation. Yeah. Yeah. But now I don't like. It's hard for me to analog podcast now that I'm such a you know a devoted podcaster. Right. It's difficult to talk to people without the mic. Right. And you, but but you guys feel like you know you know how to keep it like what short and snappy now. We're a little uh, bit better, you know. We're just a bit better performative conversation. Well, I realized as soon as I came into the room that you guys uh, had moved from a t- table in one corner to a table in the other corner. <laughs> yeah, it's a studio. But there's You're like foam in. on the walls Yeah, now. we got foam. There's foam it's on the walls. The, the foam is doing a lot. Yeah, posters. It helps. Yeah, it does posters. help. Say what you will. Look, yeah, I mean, we got our tour posters. We have action figures of ourselves. Like, you know, we're different men here. We're different pod men. So Dude, You guys really have built something. We're commanding re- your respect is what. Well, we were in the We were in the dining room, but now we're in an empire. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's right. Now, we're, yeah. now since, yeah. since that time, you guys have gone on tour. Yeah, we did uh, three cities. <laughs> oh, is it only three yeah, cities? Three, yeah, we're a, you're now well, speaking us yeah. to fellow well, we did a, uh, rock we did stars. Well, hold yeah. on. Yeah, we're, fellow, we're, we're three of us are music industry professionals. Sure. When we're talking about tours, we're talking about five, ten, fifteen, twenty cities. Yeah. 
what kind what kind of caps are you guys doing? You know, well, DC big, was two, big DC caps. was two hundred cap. Yeah, sell out. It's so uh, it yeah, out. The, all these shows sold out. Damn, damn, damn. 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 yeah, want to sell out. It was yeah. It was like you know. <laughs> These are you know. Don't Brooklyn try to neg us. Brooklyn <laughs> sold out pretty. No, 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 no. I don't just, need you no, negging. We're not. Us we're not trying. But also, we're, we're not trying to neg you. But these are the classic music. Like yeah. people don't do it publicly. But anybody who's a, a musician, <laughs> all the questions that get asked about your touring, other people's touring, <laughs> are how big was sure. the room? What was yeah. the capacity? Did it sell out? Did it sell out day of? You know what? The, right. sold, the show, yeah. here's the thing. The show sold out, but we haven't sold out. And that's really all that matters. Nah, that that's is, all that's you need to know. And Classic. also, these were these these pod dates were routed off of my stand-up dates, is the thing. Is I had a stand-up tour booked for these three cities, and then I asked my agents to add live live pods. The pods piggybacking? So, Sick. you know, I'm carrying, I'm, in, terms of, in terms of live booking, I am carrying this podcast on my shoulders. <laughs> just in terms of using using my u- using my industry connections sure right you know yeah so you're, you're like beyonce you could be selling out <laughs> the stadiums no matter what but you're like all right we could do on i'm the run. like i'm we doing could do the on same. the run to tour <laughs> keep the family together i'm doing the same capacity rooms solo and then i I'm look like, at it hey, more as bring, like let's bring jack in here. i the yeah. other way to look at it too is that the podcast is being held back by having to play the Wardell venues, you know, it's like we're we're now mean. a big, yeah. we're there, a big, we're a shark yeah. in a, ta- hmm. a Wardell tank. There's two sides to every he's, coin. He's a, we're playing goldfish venues, and uh, I'm over okay. here like a great white shark <laughs> stuffed <laughs> into that tank. Sure, right. And uh, yes. I need to be let into the House of Blues mm. United Center. Well, it's weird. <laughs> right. It's weird that uh, you know <laughs> to really open maybe up and this, sell maybe out maybe those this, seats. Uh, maybe this shark should uh, get a live booking agent. You know, because okay. I, because you know, because the, the, this fish. <laughs> <laughs> this fish he's on the the phone with um i think actually we could help with that <laughs> jack if you want we have a lot of connections in the live entertainment industry it sounds like you need your own yeah booking agent do you guys happen to yeah. need an like a second guitarist um third guitarist can you anything? hold it down on guitar yeah yeah what if i you, just like i'd I say like, officially you're just, hired i just <laughs> i just leave I'm like well the podcast, Brandon, <laughs> can you handle this? Yeah. We have the podcast. We, just, open. we leave on tour. I get into a tour bus that's parked outside. <laughs> um, but okay, I don't, I don't even know how we got on that. But yeah, we did a tour. I and do, now we're here. I love the I love the idea of like having a tour bus for like Union Hall. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you know that that is some real shit because like, well, sometimes there's there's for some bizarre reason people- in England a lot. Also, like if a band like a young band gets a really big contract they'll just start rolling up in a bus to a 200 capacity venue yeah. really and it's quite expensive yes yeah, so you just yeah. know i mean that's also, like that's when someone's paying for that but that right. is a thing that does happen sometimes and oh I get, yeah no i've i've seen it it's also possible too that maybe on a tour there's some bigger rooms and some yeah. smaller ones or there's a reason why the tour is not really supposed to make money but i think about that all the time like d- often uh, drive past the troubadour yeah. You know, oh, which yeah. is a, a small venue. Yeah. It's a it's a beautiful historic like venue. It's a great room. It's Same a great room. room. It's a great room. The Roxy also. But the but often I'll drive past and then, you know, about halfway down the block I see like a big ass tour bus and you know, as a music industry professional, the first thing I think <laughs> is you guys lost about ten thousand dollars today. Oh yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. Oh for sure. You see a lot of uh industry plants <laughs> in a tour bus yeah. outside their two hundred cap room and I that I, that's the thing is I I know enough where I'm like I'm not buying it. What Here's if me and Brandon I, had yeah. a tour bus, like a huge tour bus with like a trailer, 
And this in the trailer is like two mics. <laughs> just so much production. <laughs> we literally Nothing in the it's trailer. my laptop. Oh, that would be <laughs> just my <laughs> laptop in the trailer. It's like that. Got your laptop seen, in a Pelican case. I mean, you've seen you've seen the Carter, right? Yeah, the, yeah. The Wayne documentary where oh, he's yeah, just yeah. like he he's got the studio on the tour bus. Right. That could be us. That could be us on our live pod tour. There's, yeah. a, there's another wow. phenomenon of like mysterious tour buses where like they're essentially like rich dad situations. Oh, oh yeah, where true. Yeah. It's like, oh, we get, to make this legit, like we got to, you know, pull out all the stops. So they yes. spend like they drop like 40 grand Oof. on like a yeah. two week, like just to get a bus for like two weeks to play yeah. like the the worst it should things be like, you've ever seen. Bro, it should be like, you know, you know how it's like if you're a cop, you have to tell me. It should be like that. It should be like that if you have a rich dad. A hundred percent. If you have a rich dad, you have to tell me. Like, it should be in your like social media. Straight bios. up, yeah. you need to. Yeah, you need to be. You need to tell me immediately. I no, think I just I, found like my new cause. Like I'm gonna go to change.org right yeah. now. Yeah. I think we're only once. I was thinking about that with everybody sharing their Spotify, yeah, uh, and your things because immediately, the um, I noticed the backlash happened pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. Right, because yeah. like, oh, we, yeah. we all follow a lot of musicians. It's not about numbers, man. Right, so a lot of people were posting it, and at <laughs> first I was just kind of like, oh, that's interesting. You know, this is the shit we yeah. look at all the time, yeah. so I was familiar with it. I was like, oh, yeah, people sharing that. That's cool. I mean, I like more from the fan perspective, your most listened to songs. It's sure. interesting. But then you saw the artist being like, Two billion streams. This is fucking incredible. Yeah. <laughs> I saw somebody like like a big EDM DJ who posted like, you know the craziest thing? I only dropped two songs last year to see put up these uh, kind of numbers in an off year. And also we yeah. also know too, like the you can the, the no you can cook the book so easily oh, yeah. shit. It's like yeah. it, you know, the number of l- listeners you have, you know, if fifty percent of those people were, you know, just like on, on a corporate playlist in a coffee shop who gives a fuck yeah right. but whatever but then we noticed the backlash right there were people posting like that's bullshit and then people also being like spotify doesn't pay yeah, you yeah. know fuck them whatever and um but it was interesting to see how much people were sharing data in a way that would have been impossible 10 or 20 years yeah. ago yeah and then so i was actually kind of like thinking i don't know if people are going to start fully disclosing like family information but <laughs> I wonder if one day in the not so distant future, like, you know, maybe like the next would be like Venmo starts doing that, mm. where, where somebody oh, could be like, yeah. "Yo, this has been like, <laughs> this has been absolutely amazing." Venmo and a beer. Yeah, I I uh, I paid back my friends to the, up to you know the tune of four hundred fifty dollars, but actually I took in about three thousand. That feels yeah. pretty good. And maybe eventually, like, because there are all these apps for banks now, mm-hmm. it wouldn't shock me if in our lifetime there's like, like the Citibank app is like. At the end of the year, you're up thirty thousand dollars, and people just start posting that shit just yeah. to stun on everybody. It's, yeah. it's been such a sick year. All <laughs> this money's been coming in. It's not that different, is it? Right. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, because I mean, well, I don't know. I, 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 me and me and Jack, we just signed a deal with uh, Venmo to make a, a, a oh, original. Congratulations! Yeah, yeah we're making original content yeah. for, for Venmo. <laughs> we're <in> Venmo influencers <laughs> now. This is actually Venmo <laughs> streaming service. This is actually going to be a Venmo exclusive podcast. Yeah, in like, 2019. And su- like and subscribe. Season two is um, actually going to be coming out on Venmo. On Venmo. Yeah. <laughs> you have to watch it. It's kind of comp- it's a small screen, but we do believe this is the future. Yeah, this is this is I'm an with ex- it. yeah this is an exclusive. Wait, can I can I ask you guys a real question? Yeah. What. Brian, <laughs> you sounded like depressed. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What? What, what? is? I'm. I'm I want to learn more about Patreon culture. 
Oh, what about do you, it? You guys have a Patreon? Oh, oh of yeah. Course. Oh, we do. I'm not. I don't want to like. Oh, we do, baby. Patreon.com/slash/yeah, but still. Okay, here's my first question. but still. Here's my first question because. I've yes. been following Chapo Trap House since the early days. Yeah, just a person who used to use Twitter a lot. Always. Yes. Are you on their Patreon? Um, let's focus on our Patreon, Brandon. Let's. I mean, are you subscribing to any no, Patreons? No. Uh, no, subs- not really. I'm Maybe not, I should. No. Ezra well, subscribed to ours, and I'm more I think of a, everybody I'm should more join of a GoFundMe ours. I'm I'm subscribed. Person. Uh, for, if anyone cares. No, so. yeah, Brian's been subscribed. I'm a Patreon since before since, any since of y'all. Was, okay. what was the so question? I have a few questions. Sure. Or maybe I just have one. Because I noticed with Chapo that I remember when they started and I was like, oh, these guys are really smart and funny. This is going to be cool. And then very quickly, the narrative became all about how much money their Patreon was. Sure. Every time I see a reference to it, it's like it's either admiration or anger. These guys pulling $100,000 a month on Patreon and all this conversation about Patreon. So, okay, my first question is it's up to you. If it's if the number's public or not, yes, yeah, you can conceal is, it. is your guys' number public? Yes. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So what was the thought process there? I mean, I don't really see too much of a difference. I think like, I think it's sort of like, honestly, I think it's incentive for people. I think people they see a high enough number, they're like, okay, I like I got to get on board for yes. this. Right. <laughs> I gotta I gotta join. I've definitely thought about it. Um, but I don't know. I have, I've considered if there's a factor there of like whether or not people would keep it mysterious. Because yeah. obviously with Chapo, that that hasn't mattered. People just want to watch that number grow and grow. Yeah. Yeah. No, Chop. I I think like Chapo, Chapo could they, be the first podcast they billionaires. Like, they just have their dicks out on the table. But like, also like right. that's yeah. a th- they're just uh, they're definitely the number one Patreon period. Like they're the oh, number really? one people on Patreon. Yeah. But I think like it's just. We think that's a lot because we see how much they make, but like, who knows what like Marin or the other pods oh, are like pulling make in. behind does, the Does yeah, Marin have a scenes? Patreon? No, no. It would be wild to Bill have. Burr well, has yeah. Bill Burr has a Patreon exclusive podcast now. Bill Burr, you like that's motherfucking wild. Bill yeah. Burr, a man who sold out the forum. Yeah, you guys. Yeah. Be on forum? Yeah. yeah, Bill Burr does arenas. Bill Burr does numbers. All people. Bill Burr does fucking arenas. What an alternate man. universe. Yeah, he sold out Madison Square Garden. He sold out the forum. Like, whoa, he, he's probably, a he probably doesn't even take comedian. a. Bu- he probably doesn't even have a bus. He's probably taking a PJ everywhere. <laughs> I mean, probably. I mean, this this man is rich. Wait, real, real quick. Really okay, this is. Um, we have. We usually don't do ads oh, on this podcast. Do this now? Okay. But um, we do have we have like a special we have a special message today um, from from Mark Wahlberg for Calvin Klein. Yeah, we do. We're doing an ad today. We, um, they wanted you to watch this, too. This is a video. It's a video. Yeah, ad. but we'll, we'll, we'll play it on play the podcast. The, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. they wanted us to show you guys, too. Weirdly. Cool. Um, so, yeah, we'll just we're going to break real quick. This is a message from Calvin Klein jeans. Um, Kevin Klein and Mark Mark Wahlberg. Save the strange behavior for the kids with doughty drawers. I drop mines for the cause. I gotta wear these during my shows, cause if I just wear regular briefs, they they get stretched out. I've had lipstick stains in my underwear a few times. My brother Donnie, he's always got clean underwear, but uh, he always tries to steal my Calvin. My mother still thinks I'm a virgin, I think. Uh, Yo, Calvin Klein is definitely in the house. He knows that. That's my man. 
Wait, can you play the other one? Also? Oh, we have two. Yeah, we have two yeah. ads today. Weirdly, yeah. Um, there's, a, there's another ad that they they wanted us to to play. Yeah. Okay. Here's the other one from Calvin Klein. Shouts goes out to my man Calvin Klein. Good looking out for the drawers. Not saying I would do another Fruit of the Loom commercial or nothing like that, cause they don't make the hype shorts. These these are the '90s, man. They just fit good and they hold hold me snug. So if I'm about to go get some skins, I'm not gonna put on like no silk underwear. Oh, she got freckles. <laughs> Next question. No, the best protection against AIDS is to keep your Calvins on. Now that <laughs> definitely come between me and my Calvins. The best protection wow. against AIDS is to, to keep, keep the Calvins, Calvins on. on. Yo, what's like the weird oh, like Boston black scent <laughs> thing? Oh. Like, yeah. It's so uncomfortable to listen to. Oh, and you yeah. can just see well, his that, dick. He was, he was still a rapper then. Yeah, I, yeah. I get, but that like, was, did he rap like that? There's so much to unpack here. Yeah, dude, he we was in. We bought a zoo. Oh like my that's gosh. the same well, yeah, guy. I mean, well, Brian, you're, you're skipping. Younger. You're skipping. You, you, so you're yeah. skipping some years. I know. You, you, I just you, were, like, you weren't even alive when he was. Rapping. I didn't know him as like yeah. a personality then. I oh, just knew he was him well, as like, like big good vibrations. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, good come vibrations. On, come is Mark, on. Mark, Mark, Marky Mark. Isn't that so hilarious? So I best protection against AIDS. That's like best protection against That's the first thing to unpack there. This is okay. So let's get real here. This was in. I'm gonna tell you this. This is in 1992. These commercials aired. This features a 16-year-old Kate Moss topless rubbing up against oh, a 21-year-old oh, yeah. Mark. Well, you got you got to understand uh, that in the 90s, aphebophilia was legal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this is what we're that was what was on screen as you saw. 92. I mean, this is like you know, it's moved. People are educated on AIDS at this point, right? Like in 92. It, the eight, early 80s, I think, was when people were like, oh, yeah, you get AIDS from a drinking fountain, bro. Oh, yeah. By like, then, it was yeah. it was a big uh, move. Marky man. Mark saying the best protection against AIDS is to <laughs> wear Calvin Klein jeans. <laughs> they should they should bring that they should bring that tagline back. You could probably sue Calvin Klein if you contracted AIDS. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wearing I'm Calvin Klein that's, based on that. I, get, I mean, that's quite the claim. I get AIDS ad. in my Calvins. Yeah. What do you think he meant by? Did he meant to, was he actually promoting abstinence? I think so. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, okay. While wearing yeah. designer jeans. I think it's yeah. It's, I think it, it was less but, about yeah, less about the Calvin. But at the same time, in that ad, did abstinence. you hear? He's like, yeah, I have some, I have some lipstick stains on my jeans. Yeah. Like somebody who's giving me head and kissing my Calvin Klein jeans with yeah, lipstick. Yeah, I love. That's my you, favorite part of getting head is when a woman kisses my underwear. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I, I, I love. Nothing better than an over the pants uh, BJ. You know? <laughs> I love an over the pants OTP BJ. BJ. Yeah. Yeah. His accent is truly. Wild. It's wild. Yeah. It was so wild. Suck me through my jeans. <laughs> yeah. Suck me through my jeans, baby. <laughs> yeah. Dude, wait, that's like really early uh, to be yeah. making an AIDS joke, isn't it? Yeah. No, it's late. No, but that was Both, like the eight, maybe. Like, what do you mean? It was 92. No, it's like late. It's like well, not it's, even. I mean, I mean it, it was. Well, it's like it, after. It, it's weird to even just comment on it. <laughs> Period. When you're just selling, I mean, it's jeans and underwear. Yeah, it's yeah. weird to mention yeah. AIDS in a, in a commercial. That was the very '90s. Like For everything goes it, with like, that. In like the one a non-PSA. The one thing I'll say about that is it is those commercials. I, it was a whole series. They are very iconic. Outside of him being a fucking knucklehead, they are they're beautiful, beautifully <laughs> knucklehead shot. Is a great word. They're especially. I feel like Boston is Boston, no, the knucklehead, Boston knucklehead, knucklehead capital is, is of the world. <laughs> knucklehead capital. Well, that's of the just world. like I feel yeah, like yeah. So they say that's that there, yeah, right? Yeah, definitely. They would call each other knuckleheads, but maybe it was just the East Coast. Thing. <laughs> I sent uh, that video to a Bostonian before this to just get. I didn't even have enough perspective to be like, is this some kind of Boston accent? 
just I needed reference. And he's like, not really. Uh, it's like that mixed with New York mixed with like a fake black voice, it's, which is exactly yeah. what I thought it was. Right. He's doing like the fake when people like want to seem like they're from New York. They do that like weird was like a Brooklyn accent. Just kind of like. Yeah, yeah, I'm from New York. Like, uh, it's very right. Actors do that all the time when they want to have gra- gravitas. Yeah, do, like, Mark, a Mark Wahlberg has been very resilient. He, his, in terms of just oh, like yeah. his career, he was an absolute buffoon lasted. when he came out. Well, pre, pre all like pre Marky Mark. This man hate crime to man. Oh yeah, yeah almost yeah. to death. What? Yeah, yeah. He like he like someone. yeah he yeah. fucking beat this Asian guy, called him a chink. And hey, well, it's okay. this is okay. his it's words. Okay. It's okay. Not, you said it quietly. Right. I said it quoting a racist. You can say anything if you just kind of whisper it. I was quoting Mark Wahlberg beating, doing a hate crime. Yeah. I was not saying, you know, but he called the, he said this word and blinded this Asian man. Right, I, that sounds familiar. But you I mean, just, to be fair, there, Brandon, like, did they like? If you grow up in Boston, you yeah, have to do a hate crime like to graduate high school. Later. Oh, right, it's like sort of a. That's like they do the they do hate yeah. crimes in gym class in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, they yeah, play they play smear to, the queer in gym class. I mean the. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not. Yeah, he sounded like he was up to some crazy shit. The funny thing is, he, he is a very good actor. No, right? he's a very good actor. Well, he got he, sober. I read an article where I think because he's really Catholic, he like won't take any sexualized role. And if you think about like the last 20 years of his career, like when has he had like a romantic interest in a movie? I mean, and it's well, kind of weird to see him now. About, and it's like being hugged by a Yeah, exactly. It would disrespect yeah. his wife, I think. If yeah. He, so. I know that's Matt Damon. No, no he's, in, he's in Boogie no, Nights. Bo- Boogie yeah. Nights was what oh. legitimized him. No, that would be the last one. No, that was that was like the end. Boogie that was like the last Boogie one. Boogie Nights was his first big acting role. Yeah. That yeah. legitimized okay. him as an actor. Oh yeah, that was him. And I think it's hard to remember, but at the time, people who saw that knucklehead talking <laughs> yeah. about making AIDS references and Calvin Klein, <laughs> it was like crazy that this guy was in like an Oscar. No, movie. Yeah. yeah, he did make a transition because at the time, like Marky Mark was a buffoon, like in yeah. the public too. <laughs> like, I mean, that is, was like. It was his presence in New Kids on the Block too. Was like he was supposed to be the the edgy. Oh, that's his guy brother. No, that's his brother. What? That's it's his brother Donnie. Also an actor. Sixth Donnie sense. Wahlberg was in New Kids. Wait, Mark. Oh Mark yeah. Wahlberg oh yeah. Was yeah. Not whoops, in New whoops. Kids on the Block. But his oh wait, brother, this is baffling. He references his brother in that. He's like my brother Donnie. He's always trying to steal my Calvin's. <laughs> no, oh, yeah. he always has he clean underwear. underwear. <laughs> that's, that was weirder. Like, oh, my, brother, my, my brother's always sneaking in my underwear drawer. <laughs> my brother's trying to steal my underwear all the time. Bro. All this stuff. All this stuff. Two twenty-one-year-olds. Like, yeah. Give it, me that. Like, he's trying to like, rip his jeans up. <laughs> hey, bro, give me your fucking underwear. He's like chasing him around the table. Like, yeah, come over here. <laughs> right, oh my yeah, god. His brother was a new kids on the block. Oh wait, <laughs> okay, so his brother was supposed to be the edgy one of that band yeah. too. The bad boy. Yeah, the bad boy. Yeah. They're both like supposed to be bad boy. I mean, I guess Definitely. Marky Mark did do hate yeah. crimes. That's like yeah. not the re- good kind of bad boy. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> no, that's the worst kind of bad boy <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah. It's always random to me to, to when I remember that new kids on the block were from Boston. I have a lot I love Boston. I have a yeah. lot of, of associations with it, but it's like the fact that well, because first there was New Edition, which yeah. was from Boston. So New Kids on the Block was that. a was a white wow. New Edition. Yeah. So people forget that Bobby Brown, yeah, Bill Deville, yeah. they were all from Boston. Yeah. You know, it's just like <laughs> feels a little random. 
Yeah, the Boston boy bands. But so so Boston yeah, Boston produced new edition and then somebody was like, We gotta get a white new edition. They oh, made 100%. new kids on the a newer block. edition. And then yeah, they were the new They, they didn't, didn't even change they the didn't name even change that the much. New. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think New Kids on the Block was supposed to be kinda like hip hop in a way. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. And Urban. Then, and then he took it a step further. <laughs> oh yeah. All from Boston. It's, it's that is yeah. wild. The Boston boy bands. They're known for the beans and the the boy bands. I think we could, it's about time to get a new Boston boy band. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's time for a new boy band in general. I got an idea. A is new, five a bo- seconds of summer a boy band? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. That's such a funny name. <laughs> right. I like think about that a lot. Just five seconds of summer. <laughs> it, yeah, it is a crazy name. It's kind. Of, it, I guess it's kind yeah. of like a vaguely emo band name because yeah. they kind of started that way. Yeah. There has, wait, there hasn't been like a true American boy band in a while. No, I, I think with K-pop being so big, yeah. people keep like yeah. trying ones. Oh, I right. Feel like one time BTS, I was watching the VMAs right. and they put like some random one on screen that they were. Tr- Who was that? It, was it pretty much? Oh, by pretty chance? much. Pretty much is kind of tight. They have like a new Jack Swing song. How are they I really doing? Like. I don't know. And is it they're fake? They're, they're fake like Simon popping. Cowell, though. They're, they're like a pretty much is fake plant. popping. Are they? Are they multiracial? <laughs> I think it's. I think their story is like yeah, like Simon Cowell just found us all on the internet, and then now right. we're a band. And they I wear like bad height, and they're American. Shit. Yes, I have no idea I, obviously there's is. One Direction, yeah. which is incredibly successful. But yeah. they're English. It doesn't count. Yeah. Why hasn't there been an American boy band? I don't. I mean, I I still go by the theory that 9/11 ended boy bands. Whoa! Oh yeah, American boy band. Well, yes. yeah, they were the all towers, in those towers. The towers. They were all, you know, yeah, they're they in the towers. That, ooh, wow! Oh God! <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. symbolically in the towers. Lou Pearlman's office. I mean, was, maybe I mean the, also yeah. ended new metal. Oh, he's like, in jail, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe like the lack of freedom. Yeah. In Lou Pearlman's world, uh, maybe that ended boy bands. As yeah. Well. Free Lou Pearlman. Free Lou Pearlman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, my man. Uh, we gotta, I, we gotta start in an American boy. I and I think they should go back to Boston because that is kind of like where. How about a, a really I mean, like guys, edgy American boy band? Where from in Boston? the world can we find five people? We gotta five go to boys Boston. that are good on the mic. Oh shit. Oh. Uh-oh. Are we the new boy band? We well. could be. Can we all pretend none of us are from Boston? No. But we're no. gonna we're gonna set up our headquarters in Boston. Yeah, we'll get our accents going. Yeah. I mean, if Marky, Mar- there's no way that's an authentic accent. So it's like, why can't we? We know that's a made up voice. Yeah. Why don't we just get one going? Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, everybody loves a Boston accent. There's nothing yeah. more sexual and pure than a thick <laughs> Boston accent. Yeah. Um, you know. So that's why Ted was such a big hit. You got Mark Wahlberg. You got Ted. A wisecracking bear. Ted, he's doing, he's Seth MacFarlane is doing Peter Griffin's voice, but th- through the lens of a teddy bear, <laughs> he's right. he's doing it's it's just Peter's voice. I mean, few people he's know just doing that Peter Griffin voice, but Peter Griffin, Ted, both beloved Boston icons. Mark Wahlberg, a beloved Boston icon, <laughs> and you've got Mark Wahlberg and Ted Wait, hold in on the same a movie. Few people Isn't know Peter Griffin from Rhode Island. Oh, oh yeah! Yeah, okay. wow. Good. But Ted yeah, is Cohog, Ted's from Boston. Cohog, Rhode Island. Few people right. know that yeah. Ted was New there. England. Ted was there when Mark did the hate crime. <laughs> Ted was. Ted got some kicks in. <laughs> they were Mark. Fluff- no, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, hold him down. Uh, Peter, <laughs> Peter, stop doing hate crimes. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap, Lewis! 
He won't stop doing hate crimes. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty damn extreme. Yeah, the, I mean, I mean, it's it's not just like unearthing a few tweets, right? No, that's the thing. Kevin Hart got Kevin Hart got like fucking canceled over uh, over being like. <laughs> Oh, his old uh, tweets. Know. I think we should well, talk yeah, about I, that. Actually, I mean, obviously, that's a that, this is a long time ago, but I guess yeah. the equivalent to imagine him being an amazing. Uh, obviously, there wasn't the internet in the same way then, but this would be the equivalent of if somebody was like, you know, saying like found, found out that Post Malone had like served time <laughs> as a teenager for like, yeah, brutally beating somebody and, and yelling a racial slur at them, yeah, like five years ago, yeah, that's what the equivalent would that's be. That's yes. wild, yeah, yeah. That's bananas. Yeah. Uh, oh, I kind of do want to talk about the Kevin Hart thing. Well, what's okay. a comedian's perspective? I mean, did you guys? On this? We can. Well, um, I well, like, very quickly. Like, yeah. I mean, they're coming. At, people. A lot of our listeners think that. Like, I. Uh, I was like retweeting a bunch of weird old Kevin Hart retweets, but like, and people were like, "Oh, you took him down." Like there was yeah. like uh, a lot of listeners. Oh, you're the one who started um, this. No, not at all. Is like somebody we, else. I like. I saw the wind of. Uh, that there was like perhaps weird old homophobic Kevin Hart tweets and like they're still up. They're fucking. They're one of those where they're like extremely ignorant, but like so well, extremely funny because they're literally like the dumbest jokes. I, the one I saw, maybe I saw, maybe you retweeted was it? One? Yeah, no, just, it was about a about somebody the way somebody eats a chicken wing. Yeah, like <laughs> that, damn, that you one, suck. Yeah, like damn, I'm getting chicken. I'm gonna suck these down. No homo though. Yeah, it's like, like it's like if somebody. <laughs> If somebody eats a chicken wing and they or like a, a chicken leg and they pull the the bone out clean, yeah, it means they're gay. And I was yeah. like, you've got you've had you've gotten a blowjob before. Uh, what, 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 like, what, are you, what's, what are you imagining? Yeah, how do you get a blowjob? Like all of them are like psychotically homophobic. This is, this is the this is the best one in my opinion. It's no homo. I'm going straight to the cockpit with quotes around it. No homo. I'm going straight to the cockpit when I board to see who the hell is behind the wheel. This shit don't seem safe. <laughs> I like Wait, that. he was getting on a, a plane? Well, yeah, he's getting on a plane and he's like, okay, clearly there's two men having gay sex in this cockpit. Yeah. And who's flying the plane? Damn. <laughs> that's sort of an absurd, that's sort of an absurd premise. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but didn't he no have no homo? But when I get in the plane, I'm checking that cockpit immediately. <laughs> what is he, it's literally just the word makes him uncomfortable. Well, yeah, no, he's I, like, well, is it that like he's worried that I the think plane he's, is going to crash, so he's willing uh, as a straight man to go into a cockpit to see the person who's flying the plane. Yeah, but by going he's, into a, I, something called he's cockpit, worried, that's my that's my interpretation is that he's getting on a plane. Yeah. You have to trust the pilot. Right. You don't know who the pilot is. It just so happens that the pilot is in a cockpit. He's in a cockpit. <laughs> and so he's going to go into yeah. the cockpit I to see the yeah. pilot. Kevin's, oh, he's like, Kevin Hart's so straight. I don't want to go into a place called the cockpit. Well, Where Kevin, but I need to because well, Kevin's worried. Ezra, yeah. if, you're, if you're a man on a plane and you're you're saying you're going to go talk to some fellas in a place called the cockpit, people might get some ideas going. Well, you know, they might know, some, he get some funny stuff going on. He doesn't on. know what's going on in there. Well, yeah, okay. Who knows what's going on in can a we cockpit, Can we be serious for a second? Yeah. Obviously, cockpits are not only on commercial flights. Yeah, they're also on military planes. Yeah. So I don't, th- I don't think people have talked enough about the fact that that joke, <laughs> yes, dishonors the troops. It does. It dishonors yes, the troops. Yes, it does. <laughs> it up. does. You know. Yeah. There are military cockpits too. Do you know how many brave men and women? Although I guess he probably would only care about the men. 
in this <laughs> circumstance have been in cockpits defending our country. That's true. That is true. Bill Clinton Bill Clinton brought this up when he created Don't Ask, Don't Tell. He said, <laughs> fellas, that cockpit. <laughs> don't, don't get too excited. I don't, know, I don't know what's going on in there, bro. <laughs> um, but, you know, don't. Don't ask, don't tell. <laughs> Man, Bill, Bill Clinton is not. <laughs> Bill's such an absurd. Bill book. Clinton's presidency has not aged well. No, yeah, it hasn't no, aged well at all. All right, guys, sorry to interrupt, but we actually have our. Uh, we have to do another ad. Same yeah, thing. It's not. From, this is not from Calvin Klein. Yeah. This is from Coors Light. We've got an ad from Coors Light. Coors Light beer. Um, so if we could just pause real quick and just like you know, sorry about this. Sorry to the audience too, but here we go. I love football on TV. Shots of Gina Lee. Hanging with my friends and twins. I love burritos at 4 a.m. Parties that never end. Dogs that love cats and, and twins. And I love you too. It's a love song. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and, 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 and twins. Ooh, <laughs> Wait, yeah. when, when's that commercial from? Ooh, I... This... That's definitely mid '90s. I'd have to like dive deeper to find out when that was from. I would go '99. That's my guess. That's a good. That's a good guess. Yeah. The twins era. Just yeah, I mean, twins. it's it's from the horny twins. era. From the horny era. Like everything. Gone wild commercial horny. Oh era. yeah. Yes, of course. Just like oh, you, well, they need yeah, you to get horny in. Horny. We've talked about this in the pod, but uh, you know, they didn't. There wasn't really online porn. Now there's a place to go and be horny. That's <laughs> separate. But yeah. back then it was just bleeding into everything. In, including uh, the beer commercials. It's also well, funny too. Like every era, there is like something that that's that is supposed to be really hot. Yeah, yeah. And in the nineties, <laughs> it, it's like I guess I guess you would call it like a meme in like the old old school sense of just yeah. like a repeated idea. Yeah, yeah. Like in the nineties, there was something about like I feel like it's just like a Twins. married with children joke too. Like that yeah, kind of yeah, just like yeah. what like kind of bottom of the barrel like Fox show just being like. Bro, there's twins there. And then twins. Like and and it was it was totally in that era. And it's not like I don't think that truly is like like this long standing element of like sexuality. It was just like it was like a meme, basically. A bra- a brief yeah. And there probably like, were kids who grew up right. watching that twins? and and they and would, yeah, they were like they love to have sex like, with the same guy. Dude, twins. <laughs> And now it's not really a thing anymore because right. it's because it's so meaningless. Well, dude. yeah, and the, uh, like, lesbians, dude. Everybody was like, right. I really saw some into, lesbian, yeah. dude. dude hot oh, right, right, lesbians, yeah, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. You know that's because they kiss each other. They're right. like <laughs> horny for incest. Oh yeah. Oh, that's yeah, that, that's what's like, now. The, yeah. the social logistics were of that. Like, do you? Yeah. Like, if is yeah, it just to look at or like incest <laughs> is out. Oh, I oh, tried to report back in, but. Or like everybody was talking about eating ass for a few years, right? Yeah, which I think is still, it's on the way out, but like, it's definitely, I still hear about it too much. Well, it's because it beca- became like, part. Uh, it was became more more of a meme than like an actual yeah. thing, so. Yeah, these people right. weren't eating people ass. Been, people have been doing, anything yeah. you can think of, people have been doing forever and they'll keep doing it, Right. but is the you know, beer companies spotlight <laughs> yeah. certain that things. That was the golden age of beer commercials. Dude. Has there been a, a beer Gina commercial Lee. about eating ass? Well, I think, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Burritos at 4 a.m. and eating ass. <laughs> 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 
they did do like a remake of the Coors ad. It was like a country version, I think, a couple years oh, later. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I think so. And, but they still had the twins. Okay. Uh, and that's twins. Good. I I've also love <laughs> Googling the word bra. Right. <laughs> but also just thought on some real shit, like I've. Anytime in my life I've met a, a set of, of female twins, even when they're like attractive, it, it's there's something so like unique about it. I just feel like sex is like the last thing you're just, the first thing you think about is like, wow, you guys are really identical. It's just it's such a non sexual. Yeah, thing. I don't know what you're talking about, dude. It's like, what's that like? Like, do you right. guys you, do you guys have like the same thoughts? Do you guys like right. make out? You're, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you guys make yeah. out with each other. <laughs> yeah, no, making yeah. out would be like the That's last the thing you would thing. think would think about. Just be like, do you guys? Do you guys? Ever, yeah, had, oh, you, you guys, guys are ever? You must have. Yeah, up. you ever pull pranks in high school. Yeah, <laughs> That's the first thing I would think about. What kind of pranks you guys pull? Oh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, wholesome, wholesome thoughts. I mean, yeah, I mean. If you if you showed so so somebody who's like super into like the Coors Light twins ad, mm. right? They watch that shit, and then you you introduce them to Tegan and Sarah. <laughs> you play them some Tegan and Sarah music mm. for the first time. You're like, okay, these these are lesbian sisters, but they they're, it's not you know how are how are they gonna respond to it? You know, twins. Yeah, <laughs> that was, that was gonna be like, like whoa, the, hot. I've ever seen remember from behind the heart behind the music. You know yeah. the band Heart, yeah. yeah, great band, Magic Man, Barracuda. That when they were coming out, and you know there weren't a lot of like like sick female rock musicians. Yeah, their record company without talking to them dropped some like ads. Does sound familiar? That was basically implying that they were like sister lovers. Oh no, and they're just like oh. Yikes. Okay, so so maybe that was that that idea goes back to the seventies. Oh, but like, bad. But also, really think uh, when you really break it down, the the bread company was betting that a bunch <laughs> of horny dudes would be like, <laughs> "Okay, I might have to buy this record." <laughs> You're telling me that the people who made that, okay, is, I'm listening. They might be having insane. sex. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna need to hear so that. Okay, the fuck up. <laughs> they might they may play some audio of it between uh, songs on that album. Yeah, I mean, I I guess like, I mean. Performative sexuality is still like a huge part of like pop music, but mm. like, like performative masculinity is not so much a part of like beer ads anymore. Now they're all just like trying to be meta and like craft you know, beer guys, right? Right, like <laughs> it's all you know. I mean, beer ads are still a huge tentpole of normie culture. You know, dilly dilly, dilly dilly, dilly is dilly. like I was I I had like a Texas run this summer, like Houston, Austin, Dallas. Was like driving, and so much dilly dilly merch at like every every gas station. Wait, what's, like dilly dilly? What's the joke like, of dilly dilly? What, it's, I, I may have uh, never actually seen it. I don't but know I, dilly dilly. I, I, I know it's, it's a thing. Sucks so They're like hard. royals. Yeah, it's lazy and bad. It's like um, medieval era. Yes. Was well, this for Miller Light? I'm sorry. I'm, this is for oh, Bud Light. Bud Light, and yes. uh, the, I mean, it's all you know, various premises of like people coming to see the king. And like his, oh, like it literally takes place in medieval times. Yeah, and yes. he'll be like dilly yeah. dilly. He like raises his beer to say dilly, and everybody responds dilly dilly. It's yeah, a smash hit with Wh dads. So, but, and what's it's just funny that he said dilly like, dilly. Like I did, like what's the first dilly dilly ad? I don't know. It's a king going there was, dilly dilly, and everybody goes dilly dilly. dilly. Yeah. Well, I think that there's been so many sequels at this point, and dilly dilly has just sort of like become like. A, a part of like the DNA of American culture 
right. to the point where we forgot what it even meant. I learned what Dilly Dilly was on the podcast. I had never even seen the commercials. Yeah. I learned about it and had to go. I, I don't even know if I've seen one in the wild. This well, is like for people who, yeah. you know, this is like I don't watch Deadliest Catch live like new sure. episodes when they come out because i think that's like when they air yeah you know i mean i've got i've got hulu live now so i, I watch uh, you know oh, I, so I you can watch cable. snl as it happens yeah yeah it's, exactly it's a big nfl thing like every time i go home during oh, the yeah. nfl season yeah. i just watch football all day cause, right because that's it's the only thing to do but sure um yeah well, yeah we're both Hello, from Bud yeah Lightheads. fairfax but, virginia baby yay loudon county logo yeah. oh true 703 703 or die Woo! or be from somewhere else that's fine also yeah. um but yeah dilly dilly i get the premise is that everybody brings bud light to this medieval gathering they all say dilly dilly and then some guys like oh i brought wine and then they're like huh w- 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 what yeah. <laughs> and they get they're all pissed off yeah but he should have yeah. brought the twins the, the advertising agency they basically must have said like Let's come up with like some dumbass shit that doesn't make sense, <laughs> and that'll be half the joke. Is that the yeah. thing these people say doesn't make sense, and people just be like, "That's hilarious." Yeah, yeah. Ad- uh, people that work in advertising take pride in being random. No, truly. Yeah. I, 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 you could totally imagine yeah. doing market research. They're like, guys, people want just want random shit. Yeah, they don't want everything to like make sense. No, like it's it's all. Um, the once once they once they had Tim and Eric direct those Old Spice ads, right. it all really yeah. it all sort of like went mm-hmm. from there. Where like the Tim and Eric they directed those like Terry Crews Old Spice ads, and then that just sort sort of like set a precedent where people were like, okay, we're we're being random. Mm-hmm. No. Maybe like humor, like a form of humor, that isn't fully mainstream until it's in beer ads. Yeah, because like think about when Tim and Eric first came on Adult Swim back in the day. Yeah. That was the craziest shit right. ever. Yeah, you're like, this the is far nuts. and away the craziest shit ever on yeah. TV. Like, really passionate cult audience. Yeah. That was also like the type of show when I was first on, like, you'd show to some people and they'd be like, I don't get this. This, this is disgusting. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's just wrong. Yeah. That's my new favorite type of guy. <laughs> what it's are you like, watching? This my, is so weird. The new character I'm working on, it's like a dad who, like, that's gets a laptop with internet for the first time and he just Googles, like, Fat man in dress, <laughs> and he right. looks at it. And it's like, oh, that's just wrong. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> okay, that's, so good. that's, that's wrong. <laughs> that's just such, yeah. That's just like such a phrase. Pl- yeah. Plumber butt crack Google search. Like, oh, okay, <laughs> that's wrong. I'm sending this to my son. <laughs> it's kind. It's kind of like a more low key version of I. I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. Yeah. Ugh. Like that one got. Yeah. That one got so played out. That's so a bad quick. one. But that that's just wrong is kind of like the cousin to it. Yeah. Um. So that's a thing. Right. <laughs> oh God. Is I, I mean what? <laughs> this is not normal. It's also like how far do you think you have to go back until that's just wrong is now something that just like a random ass dude would say when he saw like a weird picture on the internet. If you go back in time far enough, that would have been a legitimate punchline in a movie. Yeah. Maybe like an early Adam Sandler movie, yeah. like something mm-hmm. happens, and then like David Spade is like, "That's just wrong." That <laughs> I think like you might be allowed. close. Yeah. yeah, right. Like that actually might be the origin. Yeah, yeah. and I guess it w- that would have been a legitimately funny thing. I to mean, say I, back then. Hooters, uh, not Hooters. Uh, Big Daddy, Big Daddy. Hooters is a big part of Big Daddy. That's mm. why I just said Hooters. But like Big Daddy was on IFC the other day, the Independent Film Channel. 
And so I was Big Daddy, one of my favorite I was like, yeah, great, great indie film. No, this is I was back home. This is like when I this is like week of Thanksgiving. I'm, you know, at my parents' house and Big Daddy is on the independent film channel (laughs) and a huge, a huge like thing in that, in that movie is that like Leslie Mann's character used to work at Hooters when she was like working her way through college. And it's a joke that like Adam Sandler keeps being like, oh, Hooters. Mm. And like just saying Hooters at the time was like, Yes. Oh yeah, Hooters was epic uh, back yes. then. Right. Yeah. Hooters like when you're a like kid, you thought Hooters yeah. was like you. Th- you thought you go into Hooters and order a burger and then like you fuck the waitress. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. like what you yeah. thought Hooters. Like that's it's like, classic, oh, dude, they all. That's a classic funny horny line yeah. blurring for sure. Well, it was like back when like dudes thought it was like funny to say the word strippers. Y- yep. You know. Mm. They also. Ha- I remember in that movie. By the way, first movie I ever cried in was Big Daddy. Uh, nice. I, oh, wow. It was very, it was, it was very sweet. But I remember there's a guy that they, uh, th- there's like an old guy that someone ends up dating, and they refer to yes. him. They have the kids say that he has old balls. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's, uh, it's really funny. That's when you cried. Yeah, that's when I started yeah. crying. I was what, so at what point did you cry watching Big Daddy? Dude, there's this part where Adam Sandler's just like pacing alone in his apartment, just like. After after the kid gets taken away, yeah, and he's like so sad. Uh-uh. I just I just wow. went for it. <laughs> yeah, when did you guys first cry in a movie? Ooh, um, Simon Birch. You guys see that movie? No, no. Oh, I oh, can't yeah. remember that. When the that. little kid dies. Oh, yeah. I mean, I cried oh. during like a lot of. I cried during. You're a weird. You have you cried during some wild stuff. This yeah. has been covered. I I can't. But I that. I don't know the first. The first cry is like a hard question. I'm going to make a strong pivot real quick to another related subject. You guys remember the movie Blank Check? Yes. yes. Oh, yeah, but I was reviewing movie. this last night because I was kind of confused about the plot. So I had to go in and like read the full. I read the full plot summary. And um, oh, he gets like one million. dollars. He gets one million dollars from a bank robber and then he <laughs> buys a castle and yeah, like well. and like a staff like this man spends like probably like a billion dollars in this movie, right? <laughs> yeah, blank check is yeah, it's a faulty premise for sure. Yeah. Well, it is. F- I mean, it wasn't yes. even that long ago, but just like getting a blank check and be like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get one million dollars. He writes in a cool one million. Yeah, yeah I mean, even back then, that movie couldn't have been too too <laughs> far before the first Austin Powers. Yeah, and the whole joke in Austin Powers is that one million dollars is not a lot of money <laughs> yeah. for a supervillain to want. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Which is very fun. That's a joke that holds up yeah. from Austin Powers. Yeah, that was a great joke. Yeah, people so people funny. clown on Austin Powers now, but, right? But anybody who was who was a kid when that movie first came out, that right. shit was funny. But there's Come yeah, on. and there are certain jokes in that. Like that is an amazing joke. That's very funny. The Doctor Evil wanting a million dollars. Wants a million dollars. <laughs> right. Yeah. I and um, you know. By the way, you you know like. Have you guys have you guys thought about how like Fat Bastard uh, and Shrek have the same voice? Yeah, I have. Yes, yeah. yes. He's just doing Fat Bastard's voice in Shrek. Fat Bastard was first, right? So and does that mean that Fat Bastard is like like the actual human form of Shrek? Like, that's well, what no, human, human Shrek is the human fo- is. Well, human Shrek. People have said that you look like yeah. People said I human, look like Shrek, human Shrek, which is flattering because human Shrek is hot. Yeah. Yeah. Fat, ba- fat bastard fat is bastard. not human Shrek. Human Shrek is human Shrek. Okay, yeah. 
You, like he actually does become yeah. And uh, Human Shrek does look like Ezra. I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you right now. I don't remember what Human Shrek looks like. There's well, one picture hmm. where he kind of looks. That's the one yeah. that like people said uh, that I look like. <laughs> uh-huh. But I need to see this now. I'm gonna pull this yeah, up while you guys are yeah. talking. Although I search like, Human Shrek Ezra Kane. And also, <laughs> I think. Mike Myers, even before Scottish soccer hooligans. Yeah, he did a yeah, lot yeah. of Scottish characters yeah. because his parents were Scottish. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah. What's think the to his Scottish soccer hooligans? It's a great axe skit. murderer. And it, there's a Scottish character in it, so I married an axe murderer. Yeah. Um, he's been doing Shrek. When's there for gonna a be a Mike time. a Mike Myers essence? Um, I think soon. I like. That. I he was good in Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, oh, we're do- he, yeah. Was, he, he was, was he was he play? was really like one good. of the best he parts. He was the like guy who he was the record exec who doubted them. Yeah, uh, so this, he was this the idea record for this album is who garbage. doubted the song Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm looking at it right now. Which is like, do I, do I look like Human Shrek? A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> they, they found a picture with the hair tuft being the same. Oh wow! Oh yeah, well it's because the yeah, hair that there. Rules. He's he's got a squarer jaw than me. Human Shrek is. Uh, I would actually like not. to look more like Human Shrek. That's not a realistic picture <laughs> of you, though. That's <laughs> like a wild like. That's an old picture of me that's too. A, that but, picture of you looks like him. But maybe you know how there there used to be like like a the woman who wanted to look so much yeah, like Barbie. She got all the thing. I yeah, should be the guy that. who wants yeah, to look yeah. like Human Shrek. Yes. No, you should go full on be real Shrek. <laughs> go green. green. Go green, my yeah. man. Is there gonna be more Shrek? Oh, they're yeah they're rebooting the franchise. <laughs> Did really? you ever see any clips yeah, of like, live action musical? Track. Did yeah, you like, ever see any clips of the musical? No, I know that it's like Yo, incredible, it, right? Y- it's yeah. it's a journey. Is Excellent. It, is it? Yeah. <laughs> was it on Broadway? Like, <laughs> yeah, it, the makeup for Shrek looked. <laughs> just look it up. It's it's worth. And I, oh my, I've had a lot of fun watching just clips from that musical because. It just the the mouth oh, this and his is face bunk. just looked so <laughs> fucked up. Like they didn't even get close. Like his head's so tiny and his body's oh, wow. so big. I mean, is this a big boy playing him, or is he like wearing a fat suit? Dude, I think he's wearing a fat suit. What the fuck is this? I don't know. That it, oh yeah, well, it's like worth just watching like a YouTube feature. Oh yeah, I had, I had a up. conversation with um some fellow like. Robinson alums when I was like back home about uh, like friends from high school I was talking about like oh yeah didn't they do Shrek the musical at our high school and, <laughs> yeah, they, and did they did, they did. They really? did but it was after I had graduated Whoa. and so I was like would it okay yeah it probably would be weird for us to like pull up <laughs> but like they want the seats filled you know like would it do you think it would be weird if I showed up to my old high school with my friends? I'm not alone. I'm with no, like you. Go I, you go say hi to the old teachers. Yeah. You support the institution. And then I go see Shrek the Musical at my alma mater. Wait, are they doing it? Like, not, oh, they're doing no, soon? Like oh, you, they you did it. it. They, I missed it. Like, you buy tickets and then you... Like they realize they piece together that you flew in to see Shrek the Musical. <laughs> oh yeah, like fl- I'm flying not, in my. It's not while I'm much. in town. But you're still yeah. trying to do like a return home like flex. Be like, I'm really, I'm doing great now. Uh, <laughs> that is, you know. that is crazy that people are doing that at high school. Yeah, I've also heard that the SpongeBob musical is actually very good. And they, you know, comparing to Shrek, they don't try to look like SpongeBob because that would be huge. a creepy disaster to, to look like SpongeBob. <laughs> All the characters are just uh, humans. Really? So like That's Patrick good. is just kind of like a big dude in a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. Interesting. There's a. There's I a like real, that more. 
There's a really yeah. great featurette they did on like CBS or something like that of the SpongeBob musical, mm-hmm. and the guy who plays SpongeBob, they like ask him to demonstrate the laugh, and like as a SpongeBob stand, like Tom Kenny. Yeah. Oh no, or the, no, no. They ask the guy who plays him to and do it. Is it, it in close? The musical. It's uh, it's re- it's really bad. Oh, oh. So you were turned off. I was SpongeBob. Uh, head. Yeah. I w- yeah, I was I was a little disappointed, but I hear nothing but amazing things. So. I'm gonna go see it. I'm gonna I'm gonna spend the next time two hundred dollars to and get you know front front and center. First class round trip ticket to New York. <laughs> I'm gonna spend eighty grand. A room at the Waldorf. <laughs> I'm gonna Astoria. rent. You're gonna take the, the tour bus. Yeah, I'm Pull gonna up take in the, the tour, tour bus. bus. Yeah. <laughs> There's definitely a version of a trip to New York to see the SpongeBob musical that costs fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah. At least. <laughs> no yeah. doubt. No yeah. doubt. Fall out. Yeah, you go crazy. <laughs> Fuck up your whole bank account. <laughs> <laughs> no. so you check the musical. <laughs> Damn, I just want yeah. to do it right, man. I just want to do it right. <laughs> Fuck up, fucking up a check on <laughs> Shrek, <laughs> SpongeBob the musical. <laughs> to flex on a girl, Damn. getting her like you know the type yeah. of box seats that like Abraham Lincoln got shot in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like fucking there. blowing a bag and then going <laughs> to SpongeBob the musical. I'm sure that's pulling happened. up, yeah, pulling up to like, SpongeBob with the bag. Yeah, you're of just coke. Yeah, you're, you're doing just coke fucking coked the fuck out, <laughs> baby. I'm gonna take you out for a night you ain't ever gonna forget. <laughs> I bet you could probably pay extra to go take a picture afterwards with the cast <laughs> too. Uh, yeah. For oh, 100 percent. Sure. No, you could rack up uh, a lot of money. An even funnier version of that move would be if you like surprise your girl with a trip and like have all the have all the trappings of like a wild night out in the New York clubs. You got like you got like Coke fish scale Coke. <laughs> you buy her a new dress and stuff, and then you just you get in a Uber XL and you pull up to the Shrek <laughs> for the SpongeBob, <laughs> and then you go right to the. But airport you're all afterwards. you guys are already you guys are already super drunk and coked out and like. Oh, on yeah. ecstasy, right, you drown ecstasy, <laughs> and it's like you, they don't know where you're going. You take the PJ, they mm. uh, take the blindfold off as you're like see the skyline of Manhattan, <laughs> and be like, "Babe, we're gonna have a crazy <laughs> night." And then as soon as the Shrek musical is over, just back to back to Teterboro. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, wanted to make sure we're home for work. You know, <laughs> I got I got a really busy day tomorrow, but this was fun, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> My God, what's the worst date you've ever taken somebody on? Have you ever done something that bad? Well, you mean what? Yeah, I you didn't you described a very good date. Oh, that's that true. A good date. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever taken once, somebody on a date that good? No, well, I I'll say I once started one by uh, like having a big parallel parking snafu where I hit uh the car in front of me and then subsequently rode my car up onto the curb and got stuck <laughs> and they were in the car with and they you? were and oh, we were man. like going to my friend's birthday party Oof. and uh yeah i just i didn't even know what to do it took like a long time to get out and then that kind, that, and that the kind destination of destination was it. a friend's birthday party she does she know the friend no yeah that's just a you're a bad date <laughs> no i'm really <laughs> yeah no, brian robert jones is a bad, bad. date Wait, no. that, was that a first I, date or just a date that was a that was a just it was a, i think that was a first date yeah, I have Bad it's move. it's tragic. That can be another time, but it, I I have no good stories. I just remembered a really funny one, not for me, but I was there for it. But like, um, I got surprised. This is actually last year. I got surprised for my birthday. Uh, a bunch of friends like we went to San Diego and basically they went. We rented jet skis. That was like the first thing. Like they surprised because I love jet Sick. skis. And okay. uh, a couple like one of my friends had just returned from town, and then some friends were like in town from Chicago. 
Like I got surprised, but it was like a rowdy group of my like close friends, right? Yeah. And we had two jet skis shared between like nine people. And we're on this like little beach. Yeah. And um like my friend just made the most colossal mistake of like this girl he was seeing that none of us knew, he like brought her along for some reason, which is like just such a bad move. You shouldn't do that like yeah. for especially when you're in like the tight crew. And like literally like five minutes after her arrival my friend gets like way too stoked and he like jumps on this jet ski and he tries to like, he's trying to like show off and like make everybody laugh oh, and he no. comes really close up to the beach and she's like laying out her towel. I saw this cause I was on the other jet ski <laughs> and he sprays her with sand and water and like specifically oh. only soaks her. And like, that was oh. the start of her day. It was the wildest thing. What did he think was going to happen? I have no clue. I have no clue. But the rest of it, it was like an overnight trip too. So like the rest of it was just like bailing himself out of that situation. I could see that happening in like an Adam Sandler movie. No, yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be some good Sandler shit. Yeah, 50 first dates. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's it's also a little bit uh, hitch. Oh, yeah. 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 All right. I miss water ski. Water. uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I try to live (laughs) an Adam Sandler-esque lifestyle, (laughs) you know. My life a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, my life really my a movie, life a though. Movie for real. And that movie is Big Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Love Sam. New stand-up special is great. Oh, no, it's really good. It's really incredible. good. He's, okay, yeah. I think okay. I think Adam Sandler is real, real no, cool. No, like, the like, special is, like, it's good. I'm not, I'm not super into, like, Uber driver smells bad. <laughs> you know, like, gotta smell okay, like Uber okay. driver. Yeah. Uber driver smells bad. I like the beat. I like I the beat love, on that one. I don't love that. That, that, that kind of t- that was no, a dip but, for me. But generally, um, it's it's a funny but special. Generally speaking, I like the special. I don't like some of the. I like the jokes the most. More than the songs. More than the songs. Yeah. Like that that like make of the wine joke <laughs> is like perfect. Like yeah, I no, was like watching that. I watched that special with like a group of comedians, and like that was like a joke where everybody like tips their tips their hat. Where it was just like that's just all wearing hats. classic. Were you guys all wearing hats? Joke structure. Oh <laughs> yeah, every, literally. All of us were. Yeah, all of us were wearing classy hats. I just always. I, he's like Adam Sandler, and he can make a bad movie. Just for whatever reason, maybe just because I was like the right age yeah. when he came out. Yeah. I've just always been like, you know what? He's fucking funny when he wants to do like a great movie. He does it. Yeah, totally. When he wants to go do great stand up, he does it. So when when, when, when he, he wants to knock a, knock a home run out of the park, he'll do it. So I actually yeah. see him as kind of like he's a Bo Jackson comedian. Yeah, like and, he that, could hit and it. that bat is not corked. No. Well, one thing yeah. when I I like that you said Big Daddy was on IFC because I've thought <laughs> about it a lot. There's like not that many figures in cinema who like make a movie every year for decades. Yeah. There's like Ingmar Bergman. <laughs> There's Woody Allen, and then there's Adam Sandler. Like, yeah, people right. who just, like, every year make a movie, yeah. and, like, it's yeah. fucking hard. So the fact that he's now getting recognized by, like, other institutions like IFC, I think we're kind of heading <laughs> in that direction. Well, I it's, mean, it's I a think... a great I compliment. Th- You're a Woody Allen-style director. I think it says yeah. more... I think it says more about the direction IFC has taken, where they're also showing Two and a Half Men reruns. <laughs> yeah. What? On the independent <laughs> film channel? Yes, IFC is showing Two and a Half Men reruns. The fact yeah. that Cable the networks are insane. named at all is yeah. wild. Like... I mean, TLC The Travel is, Channel's a haunted, you know... <laughs> Travel Channel is now like spooky shows. I mean, like right. TLC is sense. the learning channel. Yeah. Yeah. And it's literally just like when also, yeah, fat people addicted yeah. to drugs like in the early, and are the married. Early, the early days of Bravo, Bravo was branded as being a highbrow, the highbrow channel. Yeah. It was like that's yeah. where you would watch 
opera. Oh, like cosmopolitan. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. So the oh, so, so yeah. now that now that Bravo has been kind of like a pioneer of kind of just like <laughs> fake staged fights and people yes. like pretending to be yeah. horrible, it, it it truly they they gave up on the original Bravo. Right. I mean, Spike you, TV you was know. the only network that like stayed true to form. Like, yeah, that stuff was spiked. <laughs> they, had to, they had to go. We Straight did up. Spike TV, right? I think so. What did you guys do on Spike TV? Did you we do the Guys, guys Choice Awards? Came out. It was when we were doing our California <laughs> tour. Unless it was a different, ex- like no, that sounds like Spike TV. It was TV, Spike TV. What, did they were they trying to do like their own TRL or something? They were like, I can't even remember. We did. We played like seven songs for them. I can picture. And there was like a very the involved interview. Yeah. Welcome to they, Spike uh, they, TRL. Yeah. We owe it all to Spike TV. Yeah, so this was, week, we're counting down the top 10 boobs. There, <laughs> let's go. There was, there was a great yeah. early um, reality show parody on Spike TV that was called Average Joe, where they, yes. they built it. Oh, in, Joe Schmo. Oh, Joe Schmo. The Joe Schmo. Oh, yeah. And that, that was basically, they Truman showed a dude. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Where they we, make it I, we talked about this. this that is, was actually ahead of its time. It introduced funny. the world to Kristen Wiig. Christian oh, Wig was on oh that my, show. Oh, I, Natasha wow. Leggero was on that show. Like it was like legitimately like a very brilliant. I remember premise, I used to watch. Yeah. I watch me and my cousin Asher got really into it because he his like kind of like uncle type dude at the time worked at Spike TV and sent him DVDs of oh, Joe wow. Schmo. So I remember yeah. us watching this show and being like, "This is legitimately insane and hilarious because it was yeah. just." They put on an entire show for this one unsuspecting dude who just like was slowly starting to realize like he was on a psychotic reality show. Like I remember the host would always like a hawk would land and it would always like go crazy. Yeah. So basically it was very early to be. Yeah. To be uh, making fun of. No, it was uh, like a very like funny, absurdist show. Yeah. Yeah. That shout was like, out, shout that out was to early like, Spike TV. Yeah, that was like a shining moment in Spike I want to go back. I didn't realize that all those people were on it. I, mean, I want to yeah. go back and rewatch yeah, it. Yeah, fucking, yeah, Kristen Wiig. That was like Kristen Wiig's first like big show. That's crazy. Which is like so wild now. Spike yeah. TV got, uh, gave a lot of people their first start. Yeah, supported women. That's true. Yeah. Right, a lot of people think that it was just for men. Yeah. So like was it literally yeah. TV for men though. Yeah, this is guys but, only TV. You yeah. have the uh, you have the Bible of it or whatever. Somebody else has the Bible. I've wanted the Bible. Oh, <laughs> well, that's yeah. the, I was given access to the brand Bible. Oh, oh, oh that sounds familiar. Like PDV yeah, yeah, right. brand Bible. I've heard who it was. Somebody. Uh, it was one of the Vice Lane guys. I think mm. was like uh, mm. after Spike TV shut down. He's like, I think I could finally post this. Is the Spike TV brand Bible. It was like uh, uh, yeah. I don't remember the highlight. <laughs> Unapologetically male. Yeah. Yes. Well, now it's now it's the Paramount Network. But it's like literally the which same is, thing. Well, it's not. Um, I mean, they do like prestige dramas. And well, stuff. they they kept they kept Bar Rescue, thank yeah. God. Um, but they did that. One of their first big things was going to be like the Heather's TV show. Oh yeah. But that then sounds like good on they paper. so yeah on paper. But then like the weird thing is like they were like trying to like make the show like more you know like they were trying to make heathers more like 2018 than the oh original this was the funniest yeah shit. and so they were like okay now like these characters are like gay and trans etc but they're the villains of the show and yeah. so it's like okay i don't know if this is really accomplishing what you were trying to accomplish and mm. like it was all like school shootings kept happening so they Oof. kept pushing it back yeah like they kept like not premiering oh, the show. Oh, because they made it. And, and then they like were the going to like, like not put it out. 
And because they were like, okay, there's too many school shootings mm. happening. And it's like, you knew that go when you made this. And then eventually they were like, okay, we're putting it out, but we're just going to show all of it in one week. That's like the best type of like large corporate, um, you know, strategy where they like kind of go on Twitter for like one second. They're like, oh, okay. Like uh, trans uh, people like gay stuff. Like, okay, we're going to, we're going to remake uh, Silence of the Lambs, but uh, Hannibal Lecter is going to be gay. <laughs> right. Right. And uh, that's how it works. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. If, they're yeah, gonna I don't like, know they're if gonna you're really this. like moving, yeah. <laughs> moving the, the needle God. forward or whatever. Yeah. That was, uh, that was moving the needle forward. Is that close enough? Pushing the, the needle. Wait. Pushing. Moving, moving the, the ball forward. The no, you don't move yeah. the needle forward. You just move the needle. You're you just the moving forward. the needle. It's you're like not it, moving it it's, forward. It's like some sort of, you know, Richter scale. Sure. You push the ball forward. Yeah. You put, yeah. Or you push. Move it. Yeah. You, you, push, <laughs> you push boundaries. You blur lines. Okay. Right. Okay. Huh? That's all I have Theoretically, to say. you could blur boundaries. It'd be a yeah. weird thing to say. Mm. Can we, you could, I love, you could I love say a good phrase. Almost anything. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. Do you, do you think it's a, do you guys think it's, it's pedantic and annoying when, when people call out a mixed metaphor? Um, no, because I think they're funny. Like I, I do. That's reality shows do yeah. a lot of that. Right, you don't have to be nasty about it, but you could at least just point out so we could all have a laugh. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't even realize. Yeah. When I said that, reality shows like the little interludes where they like cut to somebody doing their um like confessionals. There's yeah. a lot of mixed oh, metaphors yeah, yeah. in those. Yeah. It's almost the, the writers are like feeding it to them probably. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Speaking yeah. Vanderpump Rules is like I I think prestige television. I gotta get into that. Have you yeah. been a sir? What's that? I have. Have you been to Villa Blanca? No. I ate at uh, Villa Blanca. Yeah? It was insane. Oh, that's in Beverly Hills? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It oh, was yeah, insane. The chicken, like, um, <laughs> we went because we were going to my wife's favorite podcast live taping of Bitch Sesh. Are you oh, into that one? Where they, they I, talk about I Bravo. It's it. Casey Wilson. It's super yeah. good. I like Casey Wilson. Yeah, it's hilarious. Great. Who's, it's Casey Wilson and... Uh, Schneider's... Uh, okay, word. Danielle Schneider, maybe? Does that sure. sound right? Anyways, um... We went to Villa Blanca and <laughs> like with other friends and yeah. the chicken was not cooked. It was Fuck. like it would like literally yeah. have given my friend salmonella yeah. and the Ooh. like the mixed drink was so vile. It was awesome. Because yeah. <laughs> like I mean, it was what I wanted out of it. Because like Lisa got... Vanderpump talks about her like incredible uh, reputation in the yeah. restaurant industry. And then it was literally like poison that was served yeah, to us. So, so it was cool. To, I like, really loved you, it. If you got salmonella from like this restaurant, yeah. you literally would have irony poisoning. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Very true. <laughs> yeah. But I got a problem yeah. with Lisa Vanderpump. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I bet, been, I bet, talking about I bet Bayo could guess why. It's because she's a spe- speciesist. Oh. Okay. She what? engages in speciesism. How so? <laughs> well, I I used to live speciesism. near one of her restaurants, mm-hmm. and um, I would uh, walk by, and they would have like this van outside that would have like that was just like parked there that had screens that was ed- educating people about the Yulin Dog Meat Festival in China. Oh wow! Are you familiar with the U- It's the they. It's this big festival where they cook up uh dog meat and lychee i think that's the full name okay the, what and um th- legitimately there's like some some there could be better practices and how they treat the dogs um apparently they don't get a lot of space um they they're not really going out of their way to make their life more pleasant before they're served sounds a lot like american factory mm-hmm. farming if you ask me mm-hmm. but so she's very passionate about dogs so so she was educating people about this using her restaurant stuff 
and literally it's parked across the sidewalk from her restaurant that serves plenty of other types of meat. Oh yeah. Yes. And I'm not a vegan, but I've always, I've always, I've tried to not eat meat here and there. And I've always, I've never like roasted vegans. I was always kind of sure. like, you guys are right. Like I just can't front. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, that's, that's always been my take. It's like, it's like, I don't like making fun of vegan. I'm just like, you guys and are also, right. And it feels tired. It feels tired to make fun of yeah. vegans. And also like, that you know like everybody's been talking about climate change and there's been this big debate like well is there anything an individual person can do we got it that yeah, only like the government can change farming. it and one of the few things that people consistently say an a big an individual choice that makes a big difference is not eat meat so anyway I, I respect vegans and they're always pulling their hair out being like what is up with these people who literally eat the tortured meat of cows chickens every day in her case profits off of it by serving it to other people and then have this like crazy soft spot for dogs especially in another country oh yeah and and so you know Bayo and yeah, I we, talk, talk, we talk we talk about a lot the about privileged <laughs> place of dogs and the culture when you know if you're gonna serve meat you can't like be specific you yeah can't, like, yeah and you sent me an article one. recently I mean, I thought where about they this. talked about it it's it's, it's yeah there's called, new it's ongoing research it's called speciesism so i'm yeah. asking everybody to boycott vanderpump rules. listen <laughs> if, if, if you're yeah. not a speciesist i've uh i've done some dives i've found out i mean i've wondered why don't we eat dogs it's why a, are they off the table well it especially because it's be it's because it costs more to raise them to the point where they're have enough meat to eat it well, costs, oh, takes oh, more meat people oh. people but people have also made the case that Humane societies believe in putting down yeah. dogs and cats because their take is there's just too many running wild and it's more humane to, to let them die. So I've seen people make this point before. I'm not saying that I've I'm not taking a position here, but I've seen yeah, yeah. people make the point that in a country, a first world country like America, where people still go hungry and we are putting down all these like abandoned pets all the time. What's up with that? Why don't we eat these dogs? Imagine if like Bernie Sanders made that like a central <laughs> part of the side. We gotta eat dogs. <laughs> we have millionaires and billionaires <laughs> eating eating chicken and fine Kobe beef. We need to <laughs> And meanwhile, thousands of pounds of delicious dog meat. <laughs> we gotta do something about all these dogs. Because of one percenters like Lisa Vanderpump. <laughs> I don't know, but I do. And then we saw another. There was also some feel good story about two women who rescued two dogs in Korea. And they were like doing the rounds on the, the morning shows. And it was like this feel good story. And it, just, it came to my attention. Somebody that I follow who is vegan or vegetarian was like, like said something basically. Like, I'm living in the fucking twilight zone here. What <laughs> yeah. is this? Yeah. And I'm I, it is. It's a glaring hypocrisy. Well, in American I have culture. a I've never. Oh, I never grew up with a pet dog. So I have like a different. I have like my own unique perspective on the dog as a creature. Have you, you know? ever eaten mm. dog? I'm just not. We're not gonna talk. Okay. About it. <laughs> I can't. Right. I can't comment on that. Um, but uh, I do think, like, in observing dog owners, I think we've talked about this a bit. But like, especially with like rescue, I'll see people who, to me, I look at the where they live and th therefore where their dog lives, and they rescued it, and they're very proud of that. And I'm just like. I don't know if this dog had an upgrade here. Like, I don't know if the lifestyle you've provided for this dog is an upgrade for him to be like chilling around, like locked in your like, like bedroom all day. Like, I don't well, think that, he likes that life. Hardcore animal activists almost get to this point of being like, you guys think you're being good to animals by having them as pets, right? Is that a, that's a, is that kind like of, a PETA stance? Uh, maybe, I don't know. But I do think, cause like, it's weird that dogs are so domesticated that like when you see a dog out like running wild, it's like, Oh my God! Like, what's this is horrible. Like, something's very wrong. Like, you never, you would never see a wild dog in America. 
like running through the woods. They of course like were. in other countries, there's like a million dogs. There are wild dogs, pack, right? Sure, but they're still like wild, like pet dogs. You know, there's very few right. like wild dogs still. But um, right, because we have enough organizations to at least put them in a shelter for a minute. Yeah, and I'm they're, they're like we've like it's it's weird how much we've changed dogs to where they like literally can't be animals. And, and I also you know like, by the way, if somebody says like I I have a really positive relationship with my dog and. Um, yeah, I do eat meat because they don't, they serve, that's what they sell at my local supermarket. And I'd like to do, but I'm not saying that person's like a crazy hypocrite. Yeah. It's not quite as extreme as having a meat serving restaurant across the street from your like save the dogs thing. But also it is a little weird to just like beat up on, on the Chinese Yulin dog meat festival so much. If you, mm. if you eat meat. Yeah. Well like, also why? like in why the scale of like, like, of all the, you know, all the world problems right now that are going on just like, that's like your issue. Especially when you probably live within 50 or 100 miles of some truly gnarly factory farm in the U.S. Yeah. And, like, I think if I'm gathering your point correctly, it's, like, why it's hypocritical because we should be eating the dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think probably the best best thing to do would be to not eat any animals. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad we're talking about this because I think we probably all need periodically need a reminder. If you're vegan curious, like like me, yeah, that's just like, oh yeah, it's so easy to put out of your mind for like years at a time. Sometimes yeah. it takes the glaring hypocrisy of Elisa Vanderpump to remind. You. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. yeah, I think probably vegan. Yeah, most people would probably say the, that rather than saying, you know what, fuck you, I'm gonna start eating dogs. <laughs> they'd probably say like, yeah, I'll stop eating pig, <laughs> pigs and cows. Jared Fogel here with the five dollar <laughs> dog meat foot long. <laughs> 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 you know what i was thinking about the other day too is uh like just i mean i don't want to get into this too much but the colonization of mars as a concept like first of all i don't want to fucking go like that sounds awful <laughs> but like what if if it becomes a reality like what if we did what if we are able to trick uh the elon musks of the world to like go colonize like we scared them off enough thinking that it's going to be awful and like all of the rich people leave and go colonize mars and then we're they're gone like what if we what if we could trick elon into going there as a group well it's a what what was that this this movie didn't get a lot of shine it was like the the next remember the the south african guy who made district nine yes which is fantastic in between between district nine and chippy there's a movie where yeah yeah matt Matt damon and that's when elysium elysium yeah when all the poor people are left on earth and the earth becomes this like horrible place to live and all the rich people were up on Elysium. Yeah. I thought Elysium looked really boring. It it was kind of just like a it looked like a average spot. It was it wasn't it wasn't as good. I mean District 9 was Oh yeah. great, right? That's that's a good ass movie, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And District Chippy, 9 is classic. Chippy, you know Chippy is a little bit like that, Chappie. That, Chappie. 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 Sorry, I said oh, Chippy. Chappie. I, I like oh, Chappie. I, I think of it yeah, as Chippy. District 9, when I saw <laughs> District 9, I was like this is a better than Avatar. Oh, so and much like better than Avatar. for like such a small budget. And also, by the way, Chappie's not bad. <laughs> Chappie, it's it, it's a little similar to what we were talking about before, like in, that in the '90s, it just became like a meme to be yeah, like into twins. Chappie just fully it just became, became a, meme a meme to not like Chappie. And then when I think you actually see Chappie and they have like <laughs> D onward in it and stuff, it had like a sense of humor. By the way, and stuff. I'm uh, also a I'm a James Cameron hardcore defender. By the way, too, so I tolerate no Avatar crap talking. Okay. 
You, actually, you think Avatar is a good no, movie? No, actually, I don't. I'm glad I, you're, I don't, you're I don't defending a, James Cameron's well, I mean, honor. Actually, I don't think he I, made Terminator too. That's, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, I don't think sure. Avatar is like a great film, but I think I always do. Uh, James Cameron is fascinating to me because he's like not really as much of a film director as he is like. An he's inventor. the Elon Musk of movies. Kind of, yeah. His movies yeah. are an excuse to invent his like weird things. Like Avatar was like, that's how he got the money to make all of his weird cgi motion capture devices and titanic like have you seen those documentaries about him like his sea exploration oh did he like build this uh, little submarine or something yeah like that whole intro scene where they're on like you know there's like documentary footage of them like doing the like actually exploring that titanic i do think it's very like that but, movie was like like he went down there himself that movie was like a scam for him to go look at the titanic yeah. like which is hilarious he, like, he uses the funding to make that movie so that he could like build those devices and go. Cause he, after he made the movie, he kept doing that. Like he was down there, like yeah. doing the dives. It's a very funny, like he's okay. like, okay, I like this. James I, like he's like, makes like blockbuster hits to like fund his weird hobbies. He's a real one. It's very bizarre. <laughs> it's like very bizarre and backwards. All these, all these other guys, Spielberg, he makes Lincoln. That's it, man. Yeah. He's he isn't back going down there and goes, digging up Lincoln. Right. Yeah, he, he, he doesn't get. He doesn't give. It, it's a, no second thought to Lincoln. He's he's back to the modern world. No, but yeah, James Cameron is like when you. He's an interesting guy to look up and like learn about. He's a like weird we, dude. We a, Didn't we he go to doc. the bottom of the Marianas Trench or yes. something? Like, but that was post Titanic. No, yeah. Just like, I just kind of want to go there. No, yeah. Like Titanic was like never about the movie. It was all about his dives. So is he actually like the the cool rich guy adventurer that that we we wanted Elon Musk to be? Maybe yeah, but he's like probably more low key about it. Who knows? Mm. Who knows what he's found down there too? He might well, have some old jewels. You should get him ocean. on the pod. Let's James get James Cameron, Cameron on the pod. He'd be a fantastic guest. I feel like yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he would love. He would love wonder, it. Even though he's like very famous, you know somebody it's, that it's, could talk oh, to yeah. somebody. Get can you get get me on the phone with James? Yeah. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll text James. I mean, let's start with let's get Jaden Smith on first. Yeah. Oh, J- well, Jaden we might know him. I'll ask Jaden. But uh, I, who who knows? Maybe James Cameron, like he's this big famous dude, but like probably when he gets interviewed, people just want to talk about his filmmaking. And if you're just like, like James, I think you're a great director, but I know there's so much more to you. Mm-hmm. And I've never heard a comprehensive interview where people asked you about your interest in technology yes. exploration deep sea diving whatever he might be like thank you i'm yeah. there i'll be, I'll be, be gonna, understand we're, we're gonna have him on the pod and i'm gonna beg i'm gonna beg him to let me put on the motion capture suit yeah <laughs> you're gonna ask him to like let release me, let me wear the suit you're gonna ask please. him for the rest of the titanic boob footage oh yeah yeah, yeah. that's oh, oh wow. the, the, Ooh, the raw that would footage be, i mean imagine I if mean, you were the only one yeah he has the footage yeah he, it's yeah, we're this podcast is really good about bringing on like really noteworthy guests and then talking about none of their accomplishments. <laughs> yeah. Instead, me and Brandon could sit and explain to you guys um, about like old '90s shows and um, you know G4 TV hosts and just talk at you. Oh uh, yeah, but like, we we get we learn something when we come on this pod. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I mean it's good. Yeah, like you know you have a show that just came out like yesterday was it? Oh yeah, we didn't two days ago. Literally, right, haven't ne- talked about ne- it. Neo Yokio Pen Christmas. Check it out. Oh yeah. yeah, let's on Netflix. It's it's very good. Yeah, I mean, that you w- have like a new song in it, which I liked a oh, lot. Thank the, you. Well, that yeah, there is a, there is a song in it. Uh, it gets re- played twice. It's kind right. of a plot point. 
in the it's a it's a film yeah it's a movie in the movie and uh shout out to i love mcconan who wrote the hook oh i love that i never had a friend like you it's like classic mcconan hook yeah and then blood pop who made the beat oh, oh blood pop. wow and i wrote yeah. i wrote the verse and uh yeah we should get him pro. on the pod actually he'll be good oh blood pop yeah oh yeah and he, mcconan mcconan is a you know my they, friend they'd both be great guys. Yeah. mike lives down the street i think oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah he's not far from here um i guess we're we're at we're at in the plugs we're yeah doing plugs all right um january 11th in san francisco sf sketch fest two shows january 11th and january 13th at the satellite in la i think that's all those are all my plugs what about you do any boys, plugs vampire boys you know plug you know plug anything um, we already talked about New York, Pink Christmas, uh, Vampire Weekend, uh, American indie rock band. Uh, <laughs> Just formed, a general plug. Yeah, formed, for the band. <laughs> formed in 2006 Check. at Columbia University. If in you New guys want to go to Wikipedia, uh, first album, self-titled 2008. Then we got Contra, <laughs> Modern Vampires of the City. Uh, go mm -hmm. check it mm -hmm. out. You can stream it. We do make more money if you buy the high-quality vinyl, though. Yes. I, I want to be clear about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can only you got to listen to it on vinyl. That's the only way to listen to it. Mm -hmm. It sounds good, better. Yeah, because it's um, recorded onto a computer, and yeah. then the frequency spectrum is kind of reduced a little bit when you put it down to vinyl. <laughs> so it's a little tighter <laughs> sounding, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, I like I I want to play vinyl as a format. I'm plugging vinyl, I like I you know I buy up all my vinyl and then I use uh, I have a USB turntable and I just rip the vinyl mm. onto my computer, put it on mm. my MP3 player, and that's how I listen to it. It sounds oh, warmer. Go. It kind of has this. Uh, mm. It's kind of fun because when you the digital chill that you get from recording digital transfers over to vinyl in a really interesting <laughs> way. Um, did yeah. It, did I'm I all about did it. I ever show you that that like thing I saw at Urban Outfitters where it was like a fake '90s mixtape? on oh it's like there's sharpie written on the yeah. cd like it's yeah. it's like a fake mixtape on vinyl for like twenty dollars and it's just like wait it's on old, vinyl yeah yes. oh, but it looks like a shitty cd yes. on vinyl that's yeah, he's got my 90s mix yeah that's if you guys haven't heard uh, Hit Me Baby one more That's time cool. on Wax. Like <laughs> oh, you like you it? gotta hear it. Well, actually, also, yeah, yeah, Urban Outfitters exclusive. You've got to hear Stacey's mom on Wax. Like, <laughs> you haven't heard Stacey's mom until you hear that. The crackle and pop coming off the vinyl. Now they the are reissuing all these records from, like, the late 80s, early 90s, which was right at the time when they stopped putting new releases on vinyl. And now people they do the, these reissues. It's like... For the first time on vinyl is some classic '90s record. One yeah, of my you can first get in sync on vinyl. One now. of my first ideas. Oh, I might. I, I'm probably gonna get that. Honestly. I like, still I want to do a thing where we put out a podcast on vinyl, and oh, it's one episode. Yeah. You should record a live podcast to vinyl for for absolutely. I mean, oh, you know, I'm thinking that it's good. like what it what it is is it should be the most topical episode we do. Yeah. Where we're like literally talking about trending tweets of the day. Right. And like limited. So run. like so like if yes. the vinyl dropped now. It would be like, yeah, like let's say it came out today, we'd be like, guys, I guess Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande are dating. <laughs> yeah, like that's fucking huh. just what hyper, the fuck? <laughs> hyper limited relevance. Yeah. It takes forever to get out. It's like an eight-hour window. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and it should it's also be very. It's three p.m. right now. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking crazy. We I gotta have, do it. I have, Ooh. I have, I have a plug. Yeah. Plug. I'm doing. I'm doing a show. Uh, next uh, Friday. Yeah, this comes out Is tomorrow. This? Oh, it does come you out gotta tomorrow. Gotta give the date. Oh, yeah. I, uh, December 14th, I'm doing a show, Iron Triangle Brewing Company in the Arts District okay. in L.A. 
Contest Williams. The show's entitled A Letter to Eunice. Okay. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. I uh, got an eight-piece band. It's going to be sensitive. Hey. and uh, Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. <laughs> um, uh, I should plug, like, and subscribe. Watch the show. Yeah. Still. Still yeah. on it's that good. plug. It's so show. good. It's a great it's show. Good. Yeah. I'm glad you guys like it. Um, but yeah, watch the show. Um, anyway, boys, thank you for... You got any? You got any plugs? No, I got nothing to plug right now. <laughs> I, got, I don't really have that much going on, but this is a dream. If you want to support this podcast, go to patreon.com slash chopo trap house. <laughs> 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 <laughs>